Yes, uh, my text just before the break, uh, she wasn't elected, she was selected, and that is one of the problems with Liz Truss as well. And, of course, Dean has come back all happy and excited because he's went, remember, Boris was elected, and he was. He got a mandate from the people. Uh, unfortunately, of course, he then lied, and his entire party then dropped him. or well, not his entire party, but, you know. But, yeah, he was elected. He's probably the best of an extraordinarily bad bunch at this moment, if you're talking electorally. But there we go. To talk more on this, Jason Walls, Deputy Political Editor. Hello, Jace. Hello, let's talk more about Liz Truss. I don't think it's been really traversed on radio much today, has it? (laughs) Well, it's such a remarkable story of weirdness, incompetence, ideology, all sorts of stuff that the entire world is talking about it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, there are lessons in it for both Labour and National as well, if you'll allow me to give it a bit of a New Zealand spin. Um, let's start with National. I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? The tax cut issue. Trust cut the 45% top tax rate, um, and she also announced a raft of spending initiatives as well. This sent the market into a bit of a freefall, and the pound sunk like a lead balloon. Essentially, there were big concerns around inflation. So cutting taxes, increasing spending without plans to cut anything within government, that is is a recipe for higher inflation and combine that with the already record high levels of inflation and you start to see why the markets reacted the way that they did. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because we have a similar-ish situation in New Zealand right now. National want to cut the top tax, top tax bracket and make wider tax changes as well. Now, the, they're not in the government, so it hasn't happened yet, so it's not exactly the same, but the government, that is the Labour Party, have been relentless in making comparisons between National and the doomed Liz Trust. Here's Jacinda Ardern having a crack at Luxon in the House earlier this week over this very issue. But Mr Speaker, I should probably have already known he doesn't take into account uh, the international news, given he's taken no reflection on what happened in the UK when they implemented a very similar program of debt-funded tax cuts. So that is uh, Grant Robertson in the background yelling, come on, Liz, come on, Liz. So he obviously had a sense of what was to come because that was on Tuesday or or maybe Wednesday. So expect more of this rhetoric heading up into the election campaign. But the government can't rest on its laurels either because with the inflation risk, Robertson can't simply splash the cash as he's been doing with these record operating allowances in the budget, the extra cash he has to allocate in the budget. So in an election year, he's actually going to be having to have a serious look at some belt tightening. Yes, I agree. And to be fair to National, uh, it isn't. And, and this has been put to Luxon. And they said, well, you've got this trust's policy. What are you doing? And he goes, no, we haven't, because we uh, we believe that this government at the moment has wasteful government spending, that we know that w- where that waste is. We know how to trim it and that we'll be able to afford the $1.7 billion that will afford the tax cuts, which aren't really tax cuts, but they're more like bracket creeps or bracket realignments re, uh, as well. So, yes and no, but yes, fascinating. Uh, let's go to... Oh, good Lord, he's still doing it. And this is so much, so much like Jamie Lee Ross. It appears that Sharma's got a tape. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, again, it's a bit of an old story now. And it, unfortunately, there is a little bit more to run. I'm not going to go through all the details because we don't have time about the Sharma situation at this point. But essentially, he leaked a, a secret recording of Trevor Mallard and him on his Facebook page. It's about 54 seconds long, um, and it levels a number of, basically, a conversation. And uh, the, the main part of it is they're talking about the complaints that Gurav has brought up with his staff and how he's going. there's been no investigation. And Mallard 
Howard says in the in the tape, I won't play it because the audio is really bad, but he says it will end up being career limiting if you kind of kick this up the chain a little bit. We got Trevor Mallard on this today and this was his response. I challenge him to release the entire tape of the meeting, which is about half an hour long. I know he won't do it because in it he tells lies. Do you feel violated and your trust has been betrayed by this leak? Um, I'm not at all surprised and the idea that someone like that could uh, cause me to lose any sleep uh, is farcical. <laughs> and so... Yeah, it's so it's I mean, you got to look at this on the way. It's like he's releasing secret recordings. He's only releasing part of secret recordings. Any way that you look at this, I mean, it's not really covering him in much glory and coming up to a by-election nonetheless. And all Trevor is thinking is, when am I in Dublin? Thank you so much, Jason Walls. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.